Hello, everybody. And a very pleasant good afternoon to you, wherever you may be. This is your host, Bruce Ash, along with co-host... Eb Wilkinson. Broadcasting live from KVOI's Modern Broadcast... Modern Broadcast... You try saying that uh, three words in a row. Modern Broadcast Complex in Tucson, Arizona, and welcoming... All of you to a special Rediscovering America edition of Inside Track with our special guest, Scott Powell. Hey, thanks for tuning in this afternoon. We've got another great show for you today. We're going to be talking about Scott Powell's book in the second half of the show. And after the first break, we're going to talk Wall Street and the economy and what that means to each one of our listeners. We welcome your calls on the Corazon Cabinet live line at 790-2040. Before we get going, let me remind you that Inside Track is brought to you by our great supporters, Eric Rudin at Essential Pest Control, who shares your dislike of bugs, vermin, and weeds, 886-3029, and Jamie and Gary Kipper from Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Their junk is your treasure. Call Jamie or Craig at 209-1576. And of course, Joey and Allie at Corazon Cabinets. High quality cabinets for your home you'll love at a price you can afford. Bruce is getting ready to place another order for cabinets from Corazon for his home. And I got to tell you, Bruce, I saw your cabinets that you had in your home. Absolutely stunning. These are the cabinets that, I mean, I'm sure my wife likes them too, but these are the kind of cabinets I've wanted to have since I knew about cabinets and and how they should look if they're really high-end. And they are, yeah. they they absolutely look high-end, yeah. and they are high-end yeah. without that high-end price. So yeah. Yeah. call Corazon Cabinets at 488-2266 to find out how easy it is to work with the Corazon team. Also supporting Inside Track is my friend and Inside Track co-host, the aforementioned Eb Wilkinson from Imus... From, oh, ding, ding, uh, ding. I owe you five bucks. Wilkinson Wealth Management. Let Eb help you never have to depend on Social Security. Call him at 777-1911. All of our sponsors are locally owned, family-run businesses you can depend upon. Eb and I do, so should you. And now, here's the rundown. This week, Joe Biden officially announced his plan to release oil from the U.S. Strategic Reserves and possible suspension to take off gasoline taxes as well. As Eb and I pointed out last week, this latest knee-jerk reaction to the human-caused oil crisis will only create more inflation and does not solve the current shortage of energy here in America. Instead of looking to foreign despots, the president ought to suck up his Irish pride and finally admit President Trump's energy-independent, America-first energy policy would have kept us fully fueled up across our country instead of listening to the new Green Deal fanatics, especially during this current emergency. And while we're talking about emergencies, let's also agree that the Biden administration and the Green New Deal Democrats are using Russian aggression as a root cause of all inflation, which is BS, including energy, which is a lie. And they love high fuel costs because it gets them one step closer to their dream of controlling all Americans in their homes, in their cars, and in the workplace. I... I, I told myself I was going to be prepared for this next part, and here I am. I blew it. Okay, listen to this clip. 
office and resign? I don't think he should have ever been appointed, so let me take it back up there. Uh, the, uh... This is the shocking rhetoric from Nancy Pelosi yesterday with overtones of racism and conspiracy against Justice Clarence Thomas. Dems have been attacking Justice Thomas since his nomination hearings decades ago. Now they're targeting him through his wife, Jenny Thomas. Shame on you, Nancy. Shame on Democrats in Congress who did not call her out. And a note to the NAACP. If you have any relevancy left at all, how about supporting all black leaders who were attacked by hypocrites like Nancy Pelosi. During her presser, Pelosi also promoted H.R. 1 for the sake of a code of ethics, claiming that the Supreme Court has no code of ethics. That's a problem we've all heard about a lot, right? She wants a hearing on that part of the bill pretty soon, she says, pointing out that the bill has already passed the House. This is another Democrat attack on the institution of the Supreme Court. The Democrats who have been nonstop attacking the high court, advancing new laws which would fundamentally damage our justice system. Democrats have been looking for any way to lynch Justice Thomas for years, and now they're using his wife, which probably assures he will never retire as long as there's a Democrat in the White House. Ab? Yep. Hang on. According to uh, the Jerusalem Post, Israel is on high security and military alert after weeks of terror attacks. According to Israeli Prime Minister uh, Naftali Bennett, whoever has a gun license, it's time to carry the gun. Volunteers are called to reinforce army and police. Israel plans to bolster its army and police presence in sensitive areas as it prepares for further attacks, including Gaza rockets following a deadly spate uh, of shooting and stabbing incidents that claimed 11 lives in the last week. Some 1,000 additional IDF soldiers will be posted to the West Bank and the Gaza border. Public Security Minister Omar Bartlev announced the immediate recruitment of 300 border police officers and urged the public to volunteer for the Civil Guard. We're also currently evaluating a larger framework to involve civilian volunteers who want to help and come be of assistance, Bennett said. According to the Defense Minister Benny Gantz, the defense establishment is prepared for the immediate recruitment of thousands of t reservists who would flood the streets together with the police and act whenever operational activity is required. Kind of sounds like the uh, people here in the U.S. being called up you know, when, right. when, when they need help. The victims of the radical Muslim terrorism did not discriminate. They killed seven Jewish Israelis, one Druze Israeli, two Ukrainians, and one Christian Arab Israeli, which shows the Russians are not only murderous bastards in the world today. Israel shows that a well-armed public is the best deterrent to violence and criminal activity. Where have we heard that before? Mm, imagine that. And breaking news, President Joe Biden is visiting the U.S. southern border this weekend for the first time in his life. He'll be thanking the men and women of the Border Patrol, ICE and Customs officers, who are working under pressure to keep our country sovereign against the invasion at our border. 
belated April Fools, he's actually riding his bike and eating ice cream at his beachside luxury compound in Delaware. <laughs> in more serious illegal immigration news, Title 42 border closures are expected to end in May. And, Bruce, that is not good. As no. bad as this situation has been over the months, while the border's been officially closed... With tens of thousands of illegals entering the country every month, once Title 14 health restrictions are lifted, there's going to be a vast increase of illegals flowing into America, and our country will have another crisis to deal with. That is correct. Joe Biden ended the return to Mexico because it was Trump's America policy, first policy. It's time for the president to get serious about stopping illegal immigration. An NBC News poll reminds us that three reasons President Biden shouldn't uh, expect a significant job approval ratings bump from his response to the war in Ukraine. One, Americans say the economy is their top issue and they're not happy with his stewardship. Who is? Number two, Americans' attitudes about what to do in Ukraine are pretty pessimistic. Afghanistan retreat also irks Americans. And number three, the president has disappointed key constituencies of his political base. Biden's new disinformation officer, Jen Psaki, is planning on leaving the White House this spring for an MSNBC gig. Axios on Facebook uh, said that uh, she's in exclusive talks with MSNBC to join the network after she leaves the White House around May, according to sources close to the matter. Just months ago, Jen Psaki said cable news is dying. Psaki dumped on dwindling relevance of TV news. Now she'll lead left stream media. Hey, uh, before we uh, go on to the next portion of the breaking news, uh, Charles Heller is on the line. It might have something to do with civilian defense. Charles, go. It might. It might at that. You know, I heard armed populace, and suddenly my SIG started vibrating, and I thought I'd call. <laughs> and I, I just, <laughs> uh, you know, the older you get, the different things vibrate. Anyway, the point of the matter being... TMI. Uh, yeah, I know. But the point of the matter being, though, that I think we need to get help. And we need to seriously have compassion for the people who have an irrational fear of guns known as hopalophobia. We really need to treat them with compassion, and we really need to get them all into counseling. And, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe some of those people are just so afraid that maybe they shouldn't have guns. Maybe. You, maybe you're right. But Good point. Well, Charles... No, I mean, when you have a whole country... Sorry, Ed, there's When you have a whole country that is having a rational response to a terror problem... There's a clue there. Go ahead, Ed. I'm sorry. So, you know, once again, the civilian militia, not only in Israel, has called itself up. You know, it's it's being called on by the prime minister saying, we need your help. They've also trained their men how to do that. And sadly, in the U.S., we don't have the same response. Uh, I would love to see a two-year draft of every male graduating high school before they go I on to do anything. I lovingly disagree with you about a draft. But I would greatly agree with you if you made it an incentive. Say that one more time. If you made it what? I said I disagree with you about it about a draft. I don't think we should have compulsory service, but we should have incentivized service. You get so much more out of incentive than compulsion that I think it would be more efficient to incentivize service. And you know what else? I think you could really get everybody to serve if you allowed them to take their service weapon home with them. 
It would certainly I, I, have, it would have motivated one, me. <laughs> number one, I agree with you on taking your service weapon home. I mean, look what Switzerland did. Uh, number two, this is one of the few times I'm going to disagree with you, Charles. I think we need a, a draft. And every male graduating high school goes in for two years. And, and I love the fact that you and I can disagree lovingly on yeah. this. I think your solution is too Jewish. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Charles, <laughs> thanks for calling in. Listen to him Enjoy. tomorrow uh, from 10 until 1 on his various shows on KVOI. Charles Heller. There you go. Um, the Washington Examiner reports a new poll shows only 32% of Hispanics approve of Joe Biden. A new Quinnipiac poll finds a staggering 54% of Hispanic voters disapprove of Joe Biden's job performance. Only 32% approve. Uh, there will be some changes uh, in the upcoming elections if the other side doesn't steal the election. Leftist Democrat Maricopa County attorney candidates says she won't enforce the 15-week abortion ban. Julie Gungle candidate for Maricopa County attorney said Wednesday she would not enforce the bill signed by Governor Doug Ducey that bans abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancies. Listen to her on the Mike Broomhead show earlier this week. A lot was made of your comments with Bram Resnick regarding the abortion law that may be signed by the governor, and you're not will, not going to enforce that law. Um, I actually played the, the clip on the air myself. Can you clarify your statement on that and why you wouldn't enforce a law that's on the books? Absolutely. So this comes down to prosecutorial discretion because the Maricopa County attorney gets to choose which crimes to prioritize. Prosecutorial discretion used by every single prosecutor in every single jurisdiction in the nation. It is non-controversial. It is controversial, and this smarmy, smiley, false-faced attorney candidate is a clone of the various George Soros county attorneys. His money has gone into electing county attorneys in states like California, New York, Illinois, and in Pima County, who place their leftist, Marxist, Leninist dogma ahead of common sense and the common good. A CIA veteran who signed the Hunter Biden laptop letter says he sarcastically claimed credit for the 2020 election. A longtime CIA veteran who signed the infamous letter baselessly asserting Russian involvement in the Hunter Biden laptop saga said he was proud to have played his part in influencing the 2020 election in favor of President Joe Biden before backtracking and claiming he was only being sarcastic when he embroiled in a Twitter spat with Donald Trump's ex-intelligence chief. John Seifer retired in 2014 after a 28-year career in the CIA's clandestine clandestine services, and he is one of dozens of former intelligence officials who claim the laptop story has all the classic earmarks of Russian information operation. Cypher is a longtime defender also of Christopher Steele's discredited dossier. And uh, Eb, I was listening to Mark Levin the other night on another radio station, uh, and Mark pointed out that uh, it is now very clear the CIA and the National Intelligence uh, Agency is spying on American citizens and how how dangerous this is to our uh, society. And in fact, 
there is uh, pending legislation in Congress giving them this authority. And thank God uh, there may be enough support to kill that bill. From the Wall Street Journal, a federal grand jury heard witnesses in February about past drug use and spending habits of the president's son. In the past year, prosecutors have called several of Hunter Biden's associates and other witnesses to testify before a grand jury as part of their wide-ranging investigation into his business dealings. A federal tax investigation into Hunter Biden is gaining momentum as prosecutors gather information from several of his associates about the sources of his foreign income, including from Ukraine. This is according to people close to the investigation. Also late-breaking news from Ukraine, evidence of Russia changing strategy on their invasion. They have abandoned their positions northwest of Kiev, moving some troops back to Russia and Belarus. Meanwhile, Ukraine is said to have attacked and destroyed a large oil terminal on Russian soil as they go on the attack. Mine-sweeping activities initiated by Ukraine earlier this week around these abandoned Russian positions. Russia also suggests they may target British arms sent to Ukraine. Boris Johnson and the UK have stood strong in support of Ukraine during the emergency, but also at the same time, he has saved his own bacon in recent British polls. Defense officials say Russian troops in western Ukraine deliberately killed one of their brigade commanders by running him over with an armored vehicle out of frustration over the losses the brigade sustained under his leadership. And The Economist interviewed President Zelensky this week. In one zinger, Zelensky drew attention to the mounting Russian casualties, calling President Putin out for throwing Russian soldiers like logs into a train's furnace. Russia says they will end cooperation with the International Space uh, Station and will not work with NASA or a European space agency. The space agency uh, for the Russians, Roscosmos, uh, says they're pulling out of the ISS until Ukraine sanctions are lifted. <laughs> Lastly, for me, Chelsea team, this is the Chelsea football team, sail poised to rank amongst the biggest in sports. I mention it because Roman Abramovich, a Russian oligarch, owns the uh, club, and bidders are lining up to pay what could be among the largest prices ever for a professional sports team. Eb? The Wall Street editorial uh, board asked the question this morning's edition, is Trump the next January 6th defendant? A judge says he likely committed crimes, but take a deep breath. Federal judge David Carter ruled yesterday, based on evidence, the court finds it more likely than not that President Trump corrupted corruptly attempted to obstruct the joint session of Congress on January 6, 2021. That sentence from a Monday ruling by a federal judge has echoed in the press with the implications that Mr. Trump may soon be indicted. Better tread carefully here. Judge David Carter's sweeping statement is less than meets the eye. The narrow dispute in Judge Carter's court was whether the House could access the emails of John Eastman, a former law professor who gave Mr. Trump awful legal guidance. If the House committee investigating the January 6th riot takes his opinion as a reason to call for prosecuting Mr. Trump or his advisors, it could drag the country into a legal minefield and a political revenge brawl 
more befitting a banana republic. That's where we're headed. That is where we're it, Yeah. And don't you wonder what could be potentially happening if Joe Biden claims executive privilege, if he has talked about, if he's had to talk about his son's legal problems. My guess it's not going to be equal uh, justice. <laughs> Absolutely not. And why is it that the New York Times is finally coming out and admitting that Hunter Biden's laptop is Because they really better there. get in front of the story they've been denying for the last two years. I, exactly. Slobs. Yeah. So uh, from the Wall Street Journal, economists seek recession clues in the yield curve. Wall Street's favorite indicator flashes a slump signal, but a Fed gauge doesn't. Wall Street ended its first quarter about 5% lower than it ended in December. Bruce and I are going to talk about more of the economy after the break. Also from the journal, Senators I a $10 billion COVID-19 deal ahead of possible resurgence. Bipartisan negotiators are seeking to de- redeploy previously approved pandemic aid to pay for vaccines, treatments, and testing. Amazon Workers Union's victory bolsters revitalized labor movement. The COVID-19 panic is helping drive a rush to organize as staff shortages improve employee bargaining positions on wages and benefits. And leftists such as Jeff Jeff Bezos are for unions, except when they organize against him. When does the excess spending end? There are many tens of billions of dollars left over from the various boondoggle COVID spending bills totaling nearly $1.9 trillion from 2020 and 2021. And finally, the degradation of rule of law continues under Chinese pressure. The decline of Hong Kong's rule of law continues under Chinese Communist Party pressure. And this week's two prominent British judges resigned from the city court's uh, top court in protest. For decades, the court of final appeal has included judges from other common law jurisdictions. These foreign judges are supposed to protect judicial independence, but that job has become increasingly untenable since China imposed national security legislation to outlaw dissent in 2020. And after the bottom of the hour, we're going to speak with our guest about the need to keep focused on the big Satan, the CCP, and the Chinese president for life, Xi. Mr. Producer, let's take our first break and hear messages from our great sponsors, When we return, Bruce and I will discuss the economy and recent trends on Wall Street. We welcome your line, your calls, on the Corazon Capital line, 790-2040. You're listening to Inside Track. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Customers come first at Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. A lot of the the cities and counties around have initiatives for artists. I think we're one of the premier artist suppliers for steel. First Saturday of every month, you can come down early and actually go through the scrapyard across the street. It's seven acres of metal. You can walk through with our people and pick out what you want. It's always interesting to see what the artists have done. We've done uh, actually a couple projects with the U of A engineering department and music department where the engineering music students came down together. They had to pick something out of the scrap and uh, they had to build an instrument. And we have one of those in front of the plant. Some really cool things come out of the scrap. Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Call 209-1579. Stop by the yard. 701 East 36th Street. Open Monday through Saturday. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up with science. You mean you don't use a shoe? No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? 
none of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets. Huh, essential pest control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com. This is Eb Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management. Are you letting rising inflation interfere with your ammo budget? Don't do that. Let us show you how to buy the same goods and services 20 years from now as you can today. We manage money for gun owners and we can guide you to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777-1911 or WilkinsonWealthMGMT.com. Welcome back to Inside Track. The topic for the next several minutes is about the economy and how that affects you and your retirement. Uh, Eb just said that one of the things he needs to make sure people have enough money for is to buy guns and, and to make ammo. Sure, and ammo and make sure that they're able to protect themselves. We see energy shortages. We see rate inversions. Uh, the stock market down by 5% in the first quarter. Uh, wages, uh, you know, rising, unionizing at Amazon. Um, so, Eb, how does a retiree protect themselves against some of the things that we have going on in the world. And this really goes back to COVID now two years ago. Absolutely. Very tough times. Yeah. So the first thing is they need a written financial plan. They need to either do it themselves, which they're probably not capable of doing it effectively, or sitting down with somebody to get that done. They need to know exactly how much they spend, how much they bring in, and make sure that they're not spending more than they're bringing in. Number two, they need to make sure that if they're already retired, they need to make sure their assets are allocated properly. Right now, we've got inflation taking place, you know, 6%, 7%, whatever the government says. Here's the problem with that, Bruce. They don't take into account food, right. and, and they don't gas. take into account gas. I just paid $119 for 25 gallons the, of gas the meter this morning. On the, the meter on the pump <laughs> stopped at $100. It wouldn't go higher than that when I tried to fill up my car uh, uh, last week. It's never done that before. And that was, a, that was at Sam's Club where I was saving 35 cents a gallon, Bruce. You know, it is absolutely terrible. And I'm sorry, Brandon. Yes, you did that. So what they have to do is, first of all, make sure they have no debt at all, except for their mortgage and preferably not that. Second of all, they need to make sure that they have about three to six months worth of uh, expenses in the bank, in cash, for when emergencies happen. Because when you have a fully funded emergency fund, you don't have emergencies, you just have situations. Number right. three, for the portion of their portfolio that is for investments, that needs to be 100% in equities, period. No bonds. People say, oh, but we need bonds for safety. No, bonds are the riskiest they've ever been. Back how, in, how so? Back in 1981, interest rates were at 14%. If you wanted to get a home loan, you're paying 18%. So for the past 40 years, interest rates have fallen, which has caused the bond prices or values to rise. Right now, interest rates are at the lowest they've been in a long time until recently when they just raised them. You could, you could get a 30-year loan for 2.5%. Now it's in the fours. And as interest rates rise, not only do bond prices fall, but inflation right now, the CPI, let's say it's 3%. I think it's going to be higher than that. That's eating away. So if you're in a bond that's yielding 3% right now, 
not only are you going to pay taxes on it, but you're going to lose money because of inflation. So let's but talk at least you're losing money safely. So, Eb, there, there's been talk in the last day, reports in the Journal and other newspapers, about rate inversions and and how the, the, the rates have, have kind of, you know, reversed themselves. What does that mean to the regular person who, you know, is trying to provide for his retirement? Okay, so normally from zero years out to 30 years, the further out you go, the more you're going to get paid on bonds or fixed income type investments. For the first time in a long time, the two-year treasury bond is now yielding more than the 10-year treasury bond. Uh, The two-year right now is at 2.337%. The 10-year fell to 2.331%. Now, that doesn't seem to be like it's a lot, but it just inverted. And what that means is there's a better than two-thirds chance that there's going to be a recession coming. And And that's based upon past performance, I I presume. (laughs) That's based on past performance. Now, let's take a look at what that really means. Let's go from Jimmy Carter's glory days of 1973, you know, take this all the way up to 1981. First of all, 73, there's gas lines, 81, there's uh, 14% interest. During that time period, people say, oh, this is terrible. Um, You can't make any money in the equities market. Well, that's not true. The average annual rate of return of the S&P 500 during that time period was about 4.5%. Not great, but not bad, and it beat inflation. Now let's take that same time period from 1973 to 2022 in the S&P 500. The average annual rate of return during that time was 10.78%. So Bruce, what the people out there need to know, they need to be in equities because that's the only thing that's going to save them from inflation. People think that the the equity market volatility is a risk. No, the real risk is inflation because it's going to take you 20 years from now, it's going to take you twice as much to buy the same goods and right. services that you can today. Six bucks and, for a loaf of bread. And, and inflation is going to eat you alive if you're invested in anything other than the great companies of America and the world or in hard assets such as real estate, which once again is the same type of thing. Right. You, you so, want to be an owner, not an ower. So, so let's let's um, let's try this. Just one last question bef- before we go to break. Uh, the Journal reported Japan gets a taste of the wrong type of inflation. Japanese inflation finally inching upward, but not for the right reasons. A weakening yen could make things worse. So what does that mean exactly? No clue. <laughs> okay. no, and, and, and quite frankly, it really doesn't matter to us. Well, it does. It well, just in terms of you know sure. we're all kind of interconnected. But but I want to I want to seize on on something. We're going to go to break here in just a second because I think we have our our guest Scott Powell on the phone. Um, what you just did was something that all investment guys like you ought to do, but hardly any of them don't. What's that? If you don't know the answer, you say I don't know, and I'll get back to you. That, that's one of the mark of being a great uh, investment guy, and I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. All right, Mr. Producer, let's go to our bottom of the hour break. Stay tuned, everyone. Don't touch that button. We'll be right back with our special guest, Scott Powell, author of a new book called Rediscovering America. He'll join us to talk about his new book and the need for America to be focused on the China threat. You're listening to Inside Track. We'll be right back. 
I'm proud to welcome my good friends at Tucson Iron and Metal Retail to Inside Track as an advertiser. Jamie Kipper and her staff are conservation experts. They sell round and square steel tubing, metal plate and roofing materials, as well as new and used steel, aluminum, and stainless steel to ranchers, artists, interior designers, roofers, and do-it-yourselfers, just like all the listeners here. Tucson Iron and Metal Retail is open Monday through Fridays, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. and Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon. Tucson Iron and Steel Retail, 701 East 36th Street. Call 520-209-1576 or go to TucsonIronRetail.com. And when you do call, mention this ad and receive an additional 10% discount on their already great prices. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up with science. You mean you don't use a shoe? No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets. Huh. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com. This is Ed Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management reminding you that every good and excellent thing stands moment by moment on the razor's edge of danger and must be fought for, including getting out of debt, building your wealth, and protecting your God-given right. We manage money for gun owners. Let us help you retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me at 777-1911 or wilkinsonwealthmgmt.com. Welcome back to Inside Track. Our guest for the rest of the show today is author of a brand new book, Rediscovering America, Scott Powell. A little background on Scott. Scott Powell's been an entrepreneur for 30 plus years, founding two companies. He's been a fellow at Stanford's Hoover Institution and is currently senior fellow at Discovery Institute. Having been a frequent guest on national radio and TV, he's also published 250 articles in such publications as the Wall Street Journal, Barron's Financial. And they're good. I've read some of them. In New York Post, Philadelphia Inquirer, Washington Times, Chicago Tribune, Houston Chronicle, Dallas Morning News, San Francisco Chronicle. Is there a publication he has not published for? I haven't seen it And about two dozen other newspapers and journals in the U.S., Japan, and Europe. He's been called on twice to provide expert witness testimony for the U.S. Senate Committee on Foreign Relations. Hey, Scott, welcome to Inside Track. It's a pleasure to be with you. Yeah, your third book, Rediscovering America, came out March 8th. Conservative thought leader Eric Metaxas has written about your book, saying Scott's book is not only genuinely entertaining to read, but it's also deeply important. I learned many things from reading it, and I'm already excited to share them with anyone I meet. Scott, that's high praise. Well, I am privileged. I know Eric Metaxas, and uh, I'm a great admirer. He's done such great work on Bonhoeffer, uh, and his latest book is uh, is really cutting edge. So uh, I feel very privileged. So, Scott, why is Rediscovering America so timely and important at this moment in time? Well, the reality is that we are facing a... Uh, an ideological and spiritual battle uh, targeted against America, the likes of which we've never seen before. We have internal enemies and external enemies 
that want to destroy America. They want to take us down. They want to fundamentally transform our country to become something different than we have been, than the founders envisioned with the Constitution and all the protections of, you know, of our individual rights, our, our natural God-given rights. Uh, uh, all of those are in the crosshairs of our enemies right now. And they've made enormous progress. And they've used crises like the pandemic to uh, strip away our, our rights and to get us used to more authoritarianism, more control, ultimately ultimate surrender of our individual control to government. So you make the case that to understand the future, one must also understand America's past. And you don't exactly sugarcoat America's history, do you? No, I don't. I don't. We, we you know, we, we, we live with, for instance, we, we cast a wonderful vision in the Declaration of Independence about uh, the self-evident reality of the equality of all people, right? It's right right there in the, in the in the declaration and then the you know the unalienable right life liberty and the pursuit of happiness but the equality issue was of course not a reality at that time we you know we lived with slavery uh the slavery really came in not in 1619 but more in the in the middle 17th century around 1650 and it took root in the southern agricultural economy it was labor-intensive, and, uh, you know, uh, there was a lot of moral opposition to slavery in both the South and the North, but it was so uh, so much a part of the economy that uh, it, it, it the states did not deal with it. When the Constitutional Convention was convened, America was in a, in a state of crisis, and we needed to form an effective government quickly, and solving slavery was really not on the table at the time of the Constitutional Convention. And there was optimism and belief that the states, this was a state's right issue, and that the states, with the southern states being very Christian, I might add, there was a lot of moral opposition to slavery, and they were making a lot of progress uh, into, the, into the 18th century. I mean, slave trade had stopped by 1808, but the reality was it existed in the southern states when, when Lincoln was elected. There was concern that their states' rights would be you know, would be interfered with, and uh, the secession of seven states took place. So we, so so Lincoln faced a divided country, and uh, even though the Civil War, which was ultimately not just about secession, but it became it became a war to abolish slavery, to emancipate the slaves, we still lived for almost another decade with separate but equal. Uh, there was, uh, you know, there, there, blacks were discriminated against. They were, uh, se- you know, we live in a segregated America uh, uh, for, for decades, and w- almost to the, right to the middle of the 20th century, and it was only Martin Luther King who really began a movement that changed all that. So we, you know, we, we've had a, uh, a speckled past, but Really, the the ideas that were born in America are very powerful and very enduring because they're ideas based in truth. Uh, and right now, the concern that every American should have is that we're abandoning these ideas, and we're you know we're embracing the very ideas that would take our freedom away. Uh, Scott, thanks for coming on the show today. This is Bruce Ash. Uh, I 
host the show with Ab and uh, public apology time. I'm the guy that goofed up uh, your last visit when you were supposed to be with us, and uh, apologies for that. We we really oh, don't been worry. Look- we no, really no, been looking no, forward no to having you. No need to apologize at all. Yeah. Things happen in life. Yeah. And- and so it's fine. It's great. I'm I'm glad to be with you today. Yeah, we're, and we're glad you're here. And, and, you know, to the point that you just made a second ago about how we are losing some of that embrace that we finally seem to have on racial equality, when, when President Biden announced that he was going to exclude all other potential candidates to the Supreme Court, not just in terms of race, but also gender, saying that he would pick the first black female uh, justice to the court that really is part of what you were talking about how there's this the discrimination thing done maybe for some of the right reasons have really begun to untang or you know un uh, 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 you know untether us to what has been this this hard fought for equality uh, here in this country don't you think oh absolutely I mean we this is a battle, and race is being used to undermine, to divide us as a country. You know, the communists actually have a playbook on how to take target societies down. The first, the first stage, which is a long stage, is to demoralize the target population. Right. And that is to tear apart all their institutions, to demoralize people. Well, we're, we're pretty demoralized. Then the next stage is bringing about division. Uh, and uh, that that and from division, they seek to create a crisis, and it's in a crisis environment that typically they consolidate power. So we, you know, we we are divided, and we're also in a crisis now. We have a crisis of a le- legitimacy of our government, to tell you the truth. Well, I got to tell you, this is Eb. Uh, you know, you're talking about the division. Growing up, I remember back in the early '60s seeing the. Uh, coloreds-only drinking fountains and coloreds-only bathrooms. And then that went away. And then, you know, we grew closer and closer together as a country, both blacks and whites, until, in my opinion, certain leaders decided that we need to uh, put a wedge between them to create hatred and division that, quite frankly... uh, For election purposes. didn't exist up until then. And now we're seeing it once again. Not just not just uh, racially, but also uh, you know the LGBTQ trans everything else. They're constantly trying to divide us. Yes, yes, yes. And now, and most of us don't I, care. I mean, when you really think about the the final stage of division, <laughs> from from God's perspective, uh, God who created us, it's to, to divide the individual, the God. The, the 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 god created individual against him or herself and that's what transgenderism is yeah <laughs> divide people against themselves that's uh th- that's the recipe for fundamentally weakening the fabric of yeah. society and and creating all kinds of social problems to say nothing of the fact that uh how does a civilization uh, uh, you know, you know, continue through procreation. Well, if you're taking that apart, that civilization is really is is really in question. And then when you've got uh, Brandon in the White House stating that the only person qualified is going to be a an African American woman to be Supreme Court justice, <laughs> and when asked, you know, can you define a woman? She says, "I'm not a biologist." I mean. 
what a ridiculous thing. You know, I was watching a great movie, Kindergarten Cop, and he had a great line. He said, oh, where is it? It's gone. Sorry. Okay. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. Oh, God, I can't believe we just said that on the air. Eb and I are speaking with the author, Scott Powell, about his new book, Rediscovering America, you can call into the live line at 790-2040 to ask your questions uh, for uh, uh, our guests or make a comment. Scott, let's discuss uh, the unique strategic importance of our friendship uh, with the people and government of Taiwan and whether um, the Taiwanese or our quad partners should trust us uh, at this time when perhaps Taiwan is facing a very serious threat to their future by uh, the CCP? Well, Taiwan, of course, uh, has always viewed us as one of their great protectors, uh, great advocates, because prior, really prior to uh, certainly the Biden administration, but certainly in the Trump years, maybe less so in the Obama years, uh, the United States stood for uh, freedom. It stood for a free Taiwan. Uh, The Taiwanese people have a lot uh, in terms of their values resonate very closely with our values. You know, they they, uh, they did not want to live in an unfree society. They they rejected communism, and they fled to the island of Taiwan uh, when Mao Zedong uh, took power, consolidated power in about 1949. It was a, you know there was a, a, a civil war going on in China, and unfortunately, uh, after World War II, I'm afraid the Americans were not wanting to spend a lot of money in, in fighting another war or supporting another war, and Chiang Kai-shek was. You know, while he had many strengths militarily, in the end, Mao's, uh, you know, Mao became ascendant, and it was clear that uh, better to survive, better to retreat and survive than, than fight a losing battle. So Taiwan was born. The nation that we know of, Taiwan, really came out of that. And interestingly, Taiwan, it's, the Chinese are fantastic entrepreneurs, and Taiwan has become the number one manufacturer of semiconductors in the world they are. and they they manufacture more than 60 percent of the semiconductors that all the listeners are using in their consumer products particularly their automobiles their computers you know medical equipment 60 percent now in the high-end semiconductor production that's in the smartphones and the advanced computers advanced technology artificial intelligence Taiwan manufactures over 90% of all of those semiconductors. So in many ways, of course, you know, uh, the CCP would would love to take over that semiconductor industry, but that would threaten the freedom of the world. It, it you know, we we can't allow that to happen. You know, Scott, we and our European allies failed to act uh, against Russian aggression uh, in Ukraine. Um uh, we know about the six assurances, Reagan's six assurances to the people of Taiwan, that we would not set a date for termination of arms sales to Taiwan. We wouldn't alter the terms of the Taiwan Relations Act. We wouldn't consult with China in advance before making decisions about arms sales to Taiwan. Uh, we would not mediate between Taiwan and China. We would not alter our position about sovereignty of Taiwan, and we wouldn't formally recognize Chinese sovereignty over Taiwan. 
What must America and our Eastern Asian allies do now to prevent a slaughter and annihilation of Taiwan, which, which, in addition to the human cost of it, uh, would put us completely at a disadvantage to do any sort of uh, immediate manufacturing of all of these smart kind of uh, uh, you know technology that's come from Taiwan. Well, we have you know we we have this you know many strong allies and emerging allies too, but the strong allies would include, of course, Japan which has really been a, a very close friend of America ever since World War II. It's really quite remarkable that, uh, that Japan has always uh, has accepted uh, the peace that was imposed on them and the restructuring of their economy uh, and, and, their, and their government uh, under MacArthur. But uh, Japan has a, a, a lot of affection towards America, and we've, we've protected them. But now we've allowed them to grow their military, so they have a formidable military now. But in the early years, we denied them the ability to rearm. And then there's uh, there's South Korea, which has a which is a free country, and they have a you know they they share so much in common. And and you know the, the South South Koreans owe a lot to the United States. They're they're a very strong loyal ally. And then of course, I think Australia is a. Perhaps in these days, in these you know, wokeism is just alive and well in Australia, and you have to wonder how uh, whether whether they would be the strong ally. But the emerging ally is India, which is a very large country. So if we if we strengthen uh, our relationships and we would engage in uh, long range deterrence, and that deterrence means that you are patrolling those waters continuously. Uh, you know, we we certainly have um, uh, an, enough of a uh, more than enough deterrent to to discourage the Chinese from making any move. But Democrats want Democrats want to remove forty U.S. naval vessels uh, from the sea if they get their way on the on the new budget request. Forty ships going away. I think it takes us down to about two hundred and forty or thirty ships. Well, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I I don't. Uh, I I think. I mean, the, 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 it's sad to say that, that our Democratic Party is, has been fundamentally transformed and that it's no longer a pro-American party. You could almost argue that the Biden administration has really been running a government against the American people, at least on every single issue, whether it's the southern border, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it was energy independence, which we had prior to the Biden administration, that's that's gone. The, the way we've handled the military, the retreat from Afghanistan, and so forth and so on. It's, uh, it, it is uh, remarkable. But the, the positive side is that the American people are waking up. Uh, and I think we're going to see a, you know, a real, uh, not, not just a red wave, but almost a, a tsunami. Of course, it's going to depend on electoral integrity. Huh. And you folks in Arizona know that very well. I'm, yeah, I'm Absolutely. I'm hoping that uh, your attorney general is going to make his move. I, I think the evidence is all there now. Well, John Lott just came out with a great new book talking about election integrity and the fraud that took place, and he breaks it down to the county. That's how detailed he gets in this. But, Scott, you know, how have most of our so-called elite leaders, many being Ivy College graduates and lifelong swampers, gotten so many things wrong? I mean, you know... The destruction of billions of dollars of middle-class wealth and property that resulted from the lockdown 
and the urban riots from the so-called COVID pandemic. And we could just go on from there. How have they gotten this so wrong? Or did they deliberately get this so wrong? I think that I, I think the evidence is suggesting it was deliberate. There has been a long march through our institutions uh, by the by the Marxist left. Now the the Marxist left recognized that the proletariat would never rise up and overthrow the the capitalist bourgeoisie. But uh, Marxism was alive and well going into the 20th century, and there emerged a Frankfurt School of Cultural Marxism in Germany. And during the Nazi regime, they fled to America. They got ensconced in Columbia University and spread out from there into teachers' colleges. And so we've had, you know, a a process of cultural transformation in our country, starting in the educational institutions, primarily the universities, but it's trickled down into the public schools. We know that Hollywood is largely captured. We know the media is captured. Uh, So uh, we we uh, we're we're we we are a. the, the traditional American people find themselves as strangers in a strange land with a culture just being, being transformed into supporting uh, anti-American, anti-family uh, initiatives. It's just incredible. I mean, we all are, you know, the most recent installment has been, the, has been what's gone on at, at Disney, a, a very sacred, you know, yes. Scott, en- Scott, entity. Scott, right? s- sadly, sadly, we're out of time. Uh, thanks very much for appearing on Inside Track today. Best of luck on your on your on your new well, tell book. Your, tell your um, your listeners how they can get the book. The the book is a great read. It's an easy read. It's just two hundred pages, but it's it's it provides a lot of hope in these troubled times. And it's a it's been best the bestseller number one on Amazon in the historical uh, new new releases, and you can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Thanks for appearing on the show. Until next All right. week. Wonderful. Let's do it again. You yes. bet. When we All have right. another great show. For Inside Track, this is Bruce Ash. And Ed Wilkinson. Thanking you for listening in today and wishing you all a very pleasant good afternoon. Customers come first at Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. What other kind of customers do you have? So our biggest customers are actually like ranchers and people from outside of the Tucson area. They're buying a lot of square tubing. They're buying a lot of stuff for their ranch to close off fences. We'll sell anything from 10 feet to 10,000 feet to somebody that comes in because we have new steel and surplus steel from steel mills. The reason we're able to get such good pricing on some of this stuff is A, we sell scrap to the mill. So... Uh, we have a relationship there and then we can buy material what they're making bringing it back and so we save on freight and we have relationships for years with them so i think that's really our niche market we'll sell whatever you need tucson iron and metal surplus call 209-1579 stop by the yard 701 east 36th street open monday through saturday this is ed wilkinson of wilkinson wealth management If you think what's happening in Ukraine can't happen here, think again. Look who's occupying the White House. This is one of many things our forefathers predicted and ensured those rights in our Constitution. We manage money for gun owners. Call me at 777-1911 or WilkinsonWealthMGMT.com. 